0: We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly Din, Dilly Dong, <laughs> come <okay>. on. Into Sherringham and Shochar and Wally.
1: I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney.
0: Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. First of all, I hope everyone is doing okay, keeping safe and listening to the instructions from the experts. Our guest today is Rulani Mokinwa. This is a brilliant episode. He's the new coach at Chippa United in South Africa, formerly Orlando Pirates. Phenomenal insight, phenomenal journey. Can't wait to hear what you think about this one. At Gary Kernin on Twitter, at Gary Kernin on Instagram. This podcast is sponsored by Total Football Analysis monthly magazine with 120 plus pieces of analysis per month along with a website which is an all access subscription allowing you to get back access to all the magazines plus every piece of content on the site Total Football Analysis it's a must for every coach every day there's a new article out discount code MSC20 gets you 20% off everything on the site ...up until the end of April. If you haven't subscribed to Total Football Analysis... ...please go ahead and do so. Here is Rulani. Enjoy. Rulani, thanks so much for joining me today... ...for the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. Really excited to have you on. No,
1: thanks, Gary. It's, uh, it's my pleasure to be with you.
0: A nice, easy one for you to start. I mean, obviously, different coaches listen to this. High school, club, college, youth coaches, parent coaches... How would you describe your, your coaching philosophy, your playing philosophy?
1: Yeah, I think uh, for me, mine is, um, I'm, uh, I think it, it resonates with my philosophy. I think as a, as a person, I'm, I'm, I'm structured, I'm, I'm demanding of myself. And I think mainly that also it resonates in my uh, coaching philosophy and playing philosophy. Um, and, and already that for me is from a mental perspective, uh, extremely demanding for, for players, uh, because I try to teach as much as I possibly can. And, and that, that includes a lot of video footage, a lot of training sessions, a lot of team, team meetings, uh, uh, where you discuss with the aid also of, uh, video technology, you discuss, uh, prearranged, um, tactical agreements, but be that as it may, I think the main objective for me is always having a clear idea of how you want your team to play. Um, And, and I've got that uh, with, within also a pragmatic way of understanding that it's also influenced by uh, the stature, the culture of the club, the quality of the players that you have. And, and, uh, and then once you've established that, you, you then set, uh, obviously your, your clear objectives, uh, playing principles, uh, sub-principles within that. So, yeah, uh, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm also one of the coaches that believes a lot in uh, in possession, uh, I still also believe that uh, a team has to be extremely fluid. Uh, a team has, uh, has to be adaptable to, to to different variables because that's what football is about, you know, and uh, we try to make sure that even in what we, we have as an understanding, as a framework, as, a, as an ideology, uh, we are still adaptable to, to different scenarios uh, guided, obviously, by clear principles and uh, clear ideas uh, because once everyone is on board, it's easier to to, to sell those uh, to the players.
0: You mentioned something there I want to go back to. So mm-hmm. demanding, um, mm. being intense. You mentioned there about in your meetings in your video analysis. So do you think there's obviously with with the type of coaches like Pep who obviously takes 3 seasons and then needs a break and then you have Pochettino recently where it looks like you know the players sometimes need a break from that coach is it like hard <laughs> to sustain that intensity in your work and get through or get along with players it's 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 extremely
1: difficult but i, I think you've mentioned pep i think you've mentioned uh, pochettino uh, look at Nick Halesman also, I think is one of the, the coaches that are extremely intense. Uh, and, and, and maybe the change at Hoffenheim came at the right time for him to go to, to Leipzig was, was probably at the right time to say uh, the change of, of manager, change of uh, breath sometimes uh, is needed. Because, uh, I mean, we talk a lot as technicians about the Jose Mourinho third season syndrome uh but also he's one of the coaches that, that is known for his intensity and is known in fact uh just yesterday I was reading something about uh, Carlo Ancelotti and 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 the influence that he's had on uh on um on Everton and it was clear what was very interesting for me was was how they put the 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 personality traits between a carlo and charlotte and marcelo bielsa in relation to how your personality sometimes uh, in relation to the result uh, helps you uh, or is 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 a clear antidote for for criticism and scrutiny you know sometimes when you are you are the Carlo Ancelotti way, and you're calm, you're 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 passive, and and you try to formulate good relations with your players, and that is number one in your in your priority as a manager. Uh, you win, you know, that's 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 the praise uh, they give you the product for their personality. You lose, it comes. Oh no, but he's, he's too he's too he's too timid, you know. He's he's, he's too laser fair in his in his approach. Uh, but when you are um, when you are like a Bielsa, demanding. When you are the Mourinho, when you are the Pochettino, and you're demanding, um, it's good when you when you're getting the results. But at times, uh, it is clear that obviously there will be um, at a certain point a psychological um, breakdown. You know, because because with tension, of course, comes a lot more barriers than with uh, a little bit more of a laser fair sort of approach. So. Yeah, it's not easy, but I think uh, it's 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 one way we've got to find the balance because as much as you want you want to be uh, demanding and and drive the passion across, um, uh, you've got to try find and and maybe a typical example is a Klopp. You you do see him how how he he resonates and puts the human being first with his football players, but he still uh, manages to show the passion and 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 the drive to to succeed and. And uh, look what he's done at um, at Liverpool. But th- the same can be said about him when he was at Mines uh, and his stint there, and how that ended. Uh, Dortmund and his stint, stint there, and how that ended. So I think as a coach, you've just got to also uh, be be flexible in your approach, because of course society is changing, and because society is changing, players are changing, uh, the mentality is changing. Uh, their 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 outlook to to problems and to to pressure and stress and how they deal with that that is also changing. So so as coaches then you both, we've also got to to find ways where we 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 adapt to to the changes in society and try to find different ways to deal with players uh, differently because different players adapt to to different personalities differently too
0: brings us along nicely to how we adapt to our players, or adapt our philosophy to our players. Mm. How difficult is it or how challenging is it to, to adapt your philosophy to a, a passionate fan base at a club like Orlando Pirates, where I don't know what the average attendance is. I'm, I'm guessing that it's pretty high. I'm guessing it's high energy. When you want to play that possession game and you have fans that are... Come on, hey! let's see some goal action. I know what happens at, at Old Trafford quite a bit. How difficult is it to, to coach that patience with the crowd that's maybe uh, not as patient as as we'd like them to be?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, 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 I think once when we arrived, I think the basis was trying to find a correlation between our possession statistics and, and the number of goals that uh, Orlando Pirates had in the previous seasons and, uh, and this was under uh, Mitchell uh, militants Rejovic as, as the head coach um and, and 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 we we could easily relate with uh, um, a lot more support from from a lot more other um basis of 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 stats and data that we accumulated. And one of the biggest priorities for us was to retain possession for a little bit longer. But the 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 culture at Orlando Pirates, of course, like I mentioned earlier, is your philosophy has got to also be adaptable to 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 the culture and the stature of the club. Or Pirates is a is a is a club that that is known for its influence and its bravery. And and as from from its history and how it was founded and and the people that led it and the chairman of course Dr. Ivan Kozar uh, are people that are, are, are of course when you speak to 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 those that know them even better uh, they use the words bravery they use the words huge influence and and that's the type of football that Orlando Pirates tries to play a game that is of huge influence that tries to to move with the times and and maybe even be ahead of the times and 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 as a club that is what the club is about but there's also a club that is that is extremely brave and and that needs to for sure move with with the type of football that is played on the pitch and and the the, the clarity on that is the clear observation is, is is when you check how much the supporters would love a coach like victor Bonderengo still a coach like uh, Kostadin Papic. And these were two coaches that played very open, entertaining football with lots of goals, uh, but one won very little in terms of silverware, but, but uh, are remembered as, as legends uh, in the Orlando Pirates culture and history. So, so it's, it's a support base that is extremely passionate and that wants its team to, to go forward. But sometimes that passion and, 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 and that drive, that gung-ho approach it uh, doesn't always allow you to have control, you know, because uh, you then you then play uh, based on tempo and intensity. One, you can't maintain that for 90 minutes, and two, you then can't really really influence certain moments of the games except through through trying to influence different dynamics in different possession uh, positions. Uh, but we had to then try to to say to ourselves how how do we then use possession as a basis where we could have split personalities a uh, personality where we could dominate in possession uh, try to play for the intensity the tempo uh, because we've got that responsibility for, for 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 the supporters football is is a game that um, and our chairman always says that uh, that pirates uh, influences the happiness index of the country because of the large number of, of supporters that follow the club and and they want to be happy not just with the result but with the style of play, you know. Uh, so we have that that responsibility to maintain that uh, dominance, uh, that speed, that intensity, that tempo. But also once you've got that, you've got to also uh, be a little bit more controlling and using possession as a tool to to give you a bit more control in both phases, in attack and in defence. Once you've got uh the lead or, or results and control. Um, and, and that 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 was probably our hardest thing to do in the first two seasons. Uh, and even harder in, in this this season when the team changed and we lost a lot of experienced players, uh, and a lot of younger players came in and, and it's not always easy to to, to teach um, the less experienced younger players, the phases and, and and the times of when to play for dominance, when to play for for control, particularly when every time you have the ball, whether it's two 0 or three 0 to you the supporters still encourage you to to go forward, and 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 then you're at risk of turning over possession and and suffering counterattacks. So these are some of the things that we we we've, we've consistently had to work on. But of course, possession is always a basis for for our work, and and uh, this was greatly informed by by us trying to to use possession as a means of, of, of being a little bit more secure defensively because the team had conceded a lot of goals uh, in the previous seasons.
0: I read an article, an interview with you, said that you wanted to create a, a culture of honesty, integrity and perfection. Mm. What are your thoughts on what? how would you describe honesty in a professional environment?
1: i think honesty is, is is the basis of of of, of any uh, working environment because uh, uh, of course like like uh, in business or in any other sphere where there are relationships uh, trust is 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 of paramount importance uh, the basis for trust is is honesty and integrity and 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 for me uh, to to strengthen relations uh, amongst players themselves to strengthen relations between the technical team themselves. And then the relations between the club and 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 the fans, the club and the players, uh, the players and the coaches. Uh, it's important to be to be to be honest with each other. But sometimes sometimes not everybody is open to honesty. Uh, and, and, and that's one of my biggest lessons that I've learned uh, in the last couple of, of, of months is, is you can't be as open to everybody as you'd like to be, and and that brutal honesty is not something that is uh, easily recep- receptive, you know, uh, because not everybody is 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 as open as you would like to be, um, and that doesn't mean that you you are, you you lose control you know, or you lose your leadership uh, style, but in certain moments you've got to understand that um, you've got to deal with uh, people in a different way, and uh, not everybody needs that. That uh, blanket approach. So, for me, uh, the honesty is 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 the basis of trying to strengthen relations uh, uh, and and the trust. Because without without that, then uh, coaches talk about losing the change room and losing the dressing room. But ultimately, it's it's losing it's losing that the trust that that uh, takes place between the players and themselves and and the players and the coaches
0: this balance of honesty that it's really interesting because we don't normally talk about that. We just think that you it's good to be honest or you have to be honest. But yeah, I mean I found that when I've worked as well is like everyone everyone wants honesty and, and you're not going up and pointing out flaws, but mm. how do you balance your tear? Is that down to the to the strength of the relationship or is that knowing the person a little bit better or how do you navigate through that?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's exactly that. I think it's knowing the personalities, um, mm. and and like I said to you, I think um, you know you can't you can't always speak what's on your mind with everybody, uh, and you've got to learn. And I, as a young coach, I went through that that phase where I thought I've, I've just got to deal with everybody the way I deal with everybody, and that's the, the that's about fairness, that's about openness, and that's the honest way to do things. Mm. But I then came to realize that you can't you can't always you can't always be as honest and as approachable to everybody uh, uh, as a coach, you know, and, and sometimes you've got to be uh, honest with with people in certain ways uh, and try to drive the message across using different mediums. Um, but, but. At the same time, there's also moments where you've also got to allow certain people to solve problems themselves and, and not be in their faces. Because I think sometimes the, the, the mistake that, especially as a young coach that I made, was, uh, you know, the, the energy, the enthusiasm that we have, we, we, it, it always brings us into, into, into trying to express ourselves. And at times, and at times that's, it's not always the right thing to do. It may be the honest thing to do. It may be that you 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 mean well, you mean well, and you 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 you, you your your intentions are good, uh, but not everybody is receptive to honesty the way you would be receptive to honesty, and that's and that for me has been has been like I said to you the biggest lesson uh, in the last couple of months.
0: Let's talk about Mitchell Then you mentioned him before. He's described your relationship was was like a you were like brothers. Uh, uh, and, you, and you did mention it about building relationships, something we don't really talk about, is the relationship between the technical staff. So, I mean, how important is that their relationship? And then going on the question before then, how can you be be friends, be open, but still you have a responsibility as an assistant coach to disagree and, and state your case in a respectful way? How do you work yeah. around that?
1: Yeah. First, I think uh, with working with militants Rezovich was was a was a very interesting time for me because um, I haven't seen a person that has the, so much capacity from an EQ perspective. Uh, uh, his emotional quadrant for, for me is is second to none. His ability to absorb um, difficulty and still not 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 react to To every single situation uh, was 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 in, incredible for me, and 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 um, and he also his his his, um, his assurance of himself and his qualities as a coach and, and knowing himself was was huge because um, he was never intimidated by by my presence, never intimidated by my opinions, never intimidated by uh, my my honesty. Also, because I think. I think sometimes, maybe even with him, I was at times brutally honest and maybe too honest. Uh, and 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 and, and, as, and as I said, I think that it was that has been for me while I've been a pirate has been my biggest uh, lesson. Is uh, uh, there there were moments that were even captured on, on 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 television where they'd find us disagreeing and 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 you know the the TV would would, would capture those moments. And I understand now when, in retrospect, when I, when I sit back and I analyze and I, and I check and I say, in retrospect, I understand why people would assume that in certain moments that disagreeing uh, could have easily be, be misinterpreted as di- being disrespectful. And, and I understand that, you know, because there are times and there are places to, 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 to disagree. But football being uh, the sport that it is, uh, that pushes so much emotion out of all of us is uh, is is one where you've really really got to 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 have that uh, emotional um, emotional control and uh, uh, emotional intelligence and, and that was one of the things that uh, uh, militant Rajevic was was very very good at was was his emotional control and his ability not to react to to every situation. And sometimes you would think he'd be dishonest, but he's, he actually would rather not say what is on his mind uh, in trying to also protect the relationship between sometimes himself and the technical team, or sometimes himself and the players. And, and 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 that was the biggest lesson that I learned. And 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 like I say, it was probably the biggest mistake that I made as a as a coach when I arrived at Paris was. In certain moments, I, I I was too honest, and 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 as I said, you, when you when you look back, you say, hmm, uh, in this moment, maybe with a little bit more emotional intelligence, you would have held back a bit uh, and waited for the right time. But unfortunately, like we say, you know, you don't have time in football because if 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 you if you don't say what's on your mind at that moment and you concede the goal, there's also a lot of um, uh you know that, that 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 negativity that that plays in your head to say oh my goodness if i had, if only i had spoken about this and uh, uh and stopped this from happening or or that maybe the result would have been different but uh, it is what it is and uh, we learn and we live
0: yeah it's it's challenging as an assistant coach and i've, I've been there as well where you're you're sitting there and you're thinking Oh, it's probably time for me to respect the silence, but then you have to be, there is a voice at the back of your head that's like, yeah, but to be true to the team and to be true to yourself, you have to open your mouth. And then yeah, exactly. sometimes, you, sometimes you can be four words in, you would be like, I should have listened to the other voice, can't you?
1: <laughs> no, 100%. And, and that, I think, I think as we go on, I think uh, that comes with, 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 with experiences. And that comes with uh, knowledge and a little bit more knowledge of yourself and the environment uh, a bit more. So I agree with you. And, and they say, they say but, but, but really the reality is also understanding what your role is and trying to, to, to adapt your role as an assistant to the character of, of, of the head coach. Because uh, for an example, I've worked with three different head coaches in, in the PSL. Um, and all three were completely different and I could, I could adapt myself to all three. Uh, and my role as the assistant was actually very different with all three. Uh, and, and with Militin was more, he needed, he needed me in that moment when he was in charge of pirates to be more of a hands-on d- decision-making assistant, uh, because, because he was the more of the emotive one during matches, uh, more passionate, more driving, and and at times couldn't make uh, adaptations in relation to what the game needed. And he, he needed me as an assistant to be able to to make those sort of decisions. But with Steve Compeller, for an example, or with Pizzo Mussomani, they were coaches that were, were more hands-on on, 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 on that. And, and then they needed a different type of an assistant coach, a coach that could could assist them with, uh, managing of the squad, uh, managing of, uh, training content and, 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 and that, in that other space. So, so I think as an assistant coach, you, you, yours is to, is to, is to try to adapt your character, which is not always easy to bring balance between yourself and the head coach in relation to his character and the needs of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, um, that's that's how you get the best out of everybody you know and and that's not always easy because sometimes there's there is a clash of personalities and how do you then adapt yourself to, to make sure that you you're still not seen as trying to be above or disrespecting the head coach, but also giving your honest input to make sure that uh, the team is just as successful, Whether you are in charge or not, I mean, the head coach, of course, at the end of the day, is the one that bears the brunt for the result. But uh, ultimately, uh, you're only as good as the people that are around you, and uh, uh, your responsibility as a head coach is to lead the people that are responsible for the results.
0: You talk a lot on on social media, and you've you've shown clips about your use of video analysis. In excellent, the, the detail that you use. I uh, want to get your thoughts. How do you implement this, and what are what are some things that you would advise coaches to do with video in terms of how often they show it, when they show it, how they back up training sessions, etc.? What's your thoughts on that?
1: I think you're probably asking the wrong person because I think <laughs> because I'm uh, I'm 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 really a slave for 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 video analysis and 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 its use because uh, I use it for for almost everything i use it for pre-game uh planning i use it for for stealing of coaching methodologies Uh, i watch a lot of uh, um, coaches and 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 football teams all around the world and i try to to make sure that i stay up to date with the latest trends from a tactical perspective and sometimes I, i i i come to training uh, every morning, and I'm and I'm on the back of my analysts uh, to tell them to cut this clip and that clip to show to the players because um, I think we've got a huge responsibility, particularly in, a, in an environment like ours in South Africa, where um, we 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 we're not at the level of where modern football is, and we we try to play catch up, and it's our responsibility as technicians to make sure that the gap doesn't widen even more. Uh, in fact, we close the gap, and we try to to make sure that our standard of football is 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 just as competitive, and 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 tactically and technically at the level where uh, the rest of the the world is, and and that you can only do by by trying to to to, to stay abreast and learning from 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 where everyone else is. Um, so so from that perspective, I use I use uh, video technology and. and the, the use of, of, of clips um, from 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 some of the best teams in the world and uh, to try to get clips from them and and how they do certain things and, and their principles in relation to a Man City, for an example, how they would still high press, but sometimes high press with a two or a three, uh, how they would still high press in relation to maybe uh, the qualities of the opposition that they've seen. Uh, do they force the opposition to play inside and set pressing traps inside? Or do they force the opposition teams outside and set pressing traps outside? The fundamental idea is important, of course, is the, is, 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 is the high press. But uh, when they're high press in relation to, to different opposition, how they adapt to, to that. And, and, and those are some of the things that I use uh, video, video technology for. Because uh, not everybody learns through just just listening. Uh, to what the coach is saying, but also uh, the importance of showing them from, from from that. You show them, you tell them, and mm-hmm. then you practically uh, execute. And, mm-hmm. and, and those are, from a didactics uh, perspective, are, are the stages that are easier to be able to get, uh, if followed properly, uh, to be able to get the right outcome from a teaching perspective. But also, having said that, I still use... Um, video technology and, and footage for for opposition analysis uh so uh, we would watch the last five games of the opposition try to 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 back that up with the data mm-hmm. um and, and we are fortunate enough that we've, we've got uh, some of the best uh analysts to to assist us in getting data with with regards to the opposition and and trying to find ways where we can find superiority and, and, and an advantage on on the pitch, um, so to analyze the opposition, to watch the last five games, et cetera, et cetera, but also uh, to do that with our training sessions, uh, the daily analysis of our training sessions, daily preparation of our training sessions, uh, but uh, and then and then uh, the opposition or, or the analysis of our matches, you know, and trying to consistently grow and improve our our game model and and our performances, um, we would use that uh, a lot in in doing our corrections and 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 we introduced uh, something this season, which I see is is what well, in, in Europe is, is is big already with regards to expected goals and uh, expected goals for, expected goals against, uh, expected scoreline, etc., etc. So. Trying to base what we see from a from a from a footage perspective and and trying to make get data to see whether that supports the opinion that we get from the match and sometimes you find that the result is contrary to 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 the performance uh, and 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 that they don't speak the same language uh, but but then you then as technicians I've got to try to find solutions in relation to that and how do we get uh the expected outcome to with with the performance to relate to the actual outcome you know and and are we overachieving or underachieving in relation to to where we should be in particular phases of the season etc etc or are we moving towards uh are we on track in terms of moving towards where we want to be from not only from a performance perspective because sometimes um in society in modern day society and and especially in coaching uh, we tend to be judged by the results but the reality is for us the most important thing is the performance and the performance sometimes indicates whether or not you can sustain the results or not you know and can you improve the results or not you know and 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 the performance is a huge indicator for 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 that so we use video technology but the, and, and you said to me, uh, what advice would I give to coaches is be careful because it could be, there's a huge saying, it sounds very cliche, but um, there is something called analysis paralysis and I am victim of that. You know, you could, you could easily find yourself being overly dependent on, 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 on analysis uh, and uh, neglect what they call the curative phase, which is, which is the detail that comes with observation from from actual live real uh, performance from 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 what you see and that intuitive sort of feel that coaches uh, have you know and 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 that that is that is what I would I would advise coaches uh, be very careful you know because an over reliance could lead to that you know.
0: When coaches get a job, sometimes they say. Any time. They're, they're almost buying time and they're saying, well, give me time. I'll, it takes time to make changes. And yeah. You get that line a lot. Mm-hmm. I spoke from you that was like the complete opposite. There are so many others that are behind me in this queue who are waiting for their opportunity. But if I mess up and I don't show the young coaches who are pure students of the game to make it, then I give little hope to the next generation of young technicians. drives me to succeed. That is, it's powerful because I think you're you're taking responsibility for uh, a certain amount of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on coaches and on you already. Do you feel as if that put more on you?
1: Well, I, I suppose I suppose if you don't want pressure, then you shouldn't be in the industry of coaching, uh, because I think um, it it comes with the uh, it comes with the territory, you know uh, and. We've we've always got to to find our own why, uh, find reasons as to why we do certain things. Because if it is just in relation to ourselves, then it would, sometimes we don't have the motivation, endurance to 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 continue. Venga um, always says the difference between people that succeed and the people that, that don't uh, is is not is not motivation in itself as 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 a term or as a feeling. Uh, because there's motivation intensity and everybody's got their days where the intensity of your motivation fluctuates between high and low. Uh, you wake up one morning and you're extremely motivated to do the, even the most mundane of tasks, you know. Uh, and he says, he says successful people have what we call motivation endurance. That's stamina, uh, where they they they, they 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 outlive um their challenges and, and the obstacles that they come across. And, 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 and motivation stamina is driven from what we call intrinsic motivation, which is basically the motivation that comes from inside of you. and that the basis of that is knowing your why, knowing why you do certain things and and, and when you know that it's not just about you, you've got a responsibility that goes beyond just yourself, you are then able to to carry out uh, this responsibility you are then uh, knowing that you are accountable, not just to yourself, but to many other people out there. Uh, and, and this allows you to continue to, 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 to face even the most difficult of days and difficult of challenges, uh, and, and which, you know, as coaches, we, they, those come um, thick and fast on a daily basis. So I think it's important that uh, every, every coach has a why and every coach knows that as a leader, uh, they 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 know why they do certain things and they know why they they, they are putting the responsibilities uh, that they they are putting because for for me as a young as a young coach in South Africa and to be given some of the the privileges uh, as a as a young coach who didn't play professional football in this country to work to have worked for two big clubs already Mamalodi Sundowns and Orlando Pirates. Uh, is ex- and is an extreme pri- privilege and I count myself extremely fortunate. But I also understand that I'm accountable to many other young coaches who would have loved and who continue to pray for that privilege and many other young coaches who continue to work for that privilege and many other young coaches who are behind me in the queue waiting for their opportunity. Because if we do not show that as young coaches we are able to lead as young coaches, we are able to make a difference. As young coaches, we are able to 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 take up responsibility. Uh, if we do not show that, then then uh, it's 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 not just our failure, but it it is a failure to 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 the rest that are in the queue waiting for their opportunity, because then they've got to now change and and look for 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 employment in in other in other avenues. So. Um, the good thing is, is, is when you start to see a lot of young coaches attending coaching seminars and coaching courses and you say, goodness me, uh, this is the role that we've played in society. Uh, these are the footprints that we've left on the sand. And, 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 and when you're a trailblazer, unfortunately, um, you've got an enormous responsibility that goes beyond your, even your own success. And, 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 and that's got even a huge, huge bearing on your own uh well being and your own um, life because you 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 know that the responsibility goes beyond just yourself and and, and as you say uh, it then you then it's easier to deal with the pressure. It's easier to deal with the pressure because you know the the longevity of of of, of the success uh, because because you've left a legacy that will continue to 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 grow for for, for many, 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 many more years.
0: What a way to finish. I cannot believe we're out of time already. So it's gone way too quick. And I might have to get you on again. That was amazing. I've loved it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Gary. And thanks for the opportunity. I'm humbled. Uh, Thanks for it. It was great having a chat with you.
0: Thanks so much to Rolani for his time and his insight there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It's funny whenever you haven't met anyone or you haven't spoke to anyone, but you kind of follow them online for period of time and you feel as if you know them because of how they talk or because of the message they promote and the stuff they put out and that was the case with Rodani for sure because I always felt that he was really values based in what he was putting out I always felt he was really detailed in the way that he put up tactical content and in talking to him those two things come across really really well first of all in his philosophy and talking about you know how much he wants to get the balance right between you know those values but also pushing people and challenging people uh, and then that self-awareness piece and those relationships about you know that that honesty piece that he was talking about sometimes it's not right to be as honest as you want to be all the time and that reflection thinking about it self-awareness all those things that go into it it's very very complex and I think whenever you're working at a really really high level like the orlando pirates and there is so much pressure on people to perform players staff coaches that you have to be really intentional and detailed about how you are actually communicating to people first and foremost and and then your work when he talks about the the video the process of video analysis and how detailed he is about that that phrase that he came out with i'm a slave the video analysis you know that it tells you that he probably spends hours and hours and hours not only watching it but preparing it for his players and if he's so detailed and so prepared in how he thinks about his relationships then you then scale that back to then how he puts his work together you, you start to think that, all right, he's not just putting a, a two-hour video and asking players to watch it, he's he's using animations, he's aware of the time that he's asking them to do it, he's aware of when he's putting it in front of the players, what players he's putting it in front of, and I think all those things are are the daily choices and decisions that a coach, a coach has to make at that level, because if you get those decisions wrong with the top players it can impact relationships and it can impact buy-in and, and it can impact your ability to be successful as a coach so I thought that he, that he put all those things together really really well in that interview and I was really really impressed I learned a lot from that and I, uh, when I was going back over the interview again I, I wrote like two pages of notes. So I will put those out on the, on the website very, very soon. We'll put the podcast notes out there and hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear your thoughts at Gary Curnine on Twitter, at Gary Curnine on Instagram. I wish Rulani all the best in his new position at Chippa and really, really excited to see how he does. So thanks so much to him for coming on. Thanks for listening. I will speak to you very soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics,